Thank you for giving me this opportunity to, to share with you. It's uh, my testimony. Um, I know that you have no choice though, do you? <laughs> but the pastors allowed it. <laughs> um, I was recently looking at a, a video of an old 35 millimeter movie that I had put onto a USB. And it was uh, myself giving a testimony of when I first received the Lord. It was uh, like 35 years ago. And so it was completely different than what I'm saying today. But I was looking at it and I realized I'm not reading it. I was just sharing it. And I was thinking, how did I do that? Because for today, I have written it down. I have 450 pages and I'll read every one of them. <laughs> But uh, I'd like to start with, could you put your hand up, please, if you love cute baby animals? Oh, some don't. <laughs> How about a warm summer day? Serena doesn't. <laughs> uh, a bouquet of roses? Uh, how about chocolate? <laughs> Before I knew love, I instinctively knew that I loved chocolate. All of these things are just a fragment of what love really is. Do we love those things the same way we love our children, our siblings, our spouses, our parents? We also need to be careful with what we choose to love. 1 Timothy 6.10 says, For the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. My message today is about God's love and how God can take someone who is broken and heal them. In my case, it has taken a lifelong journey. I'm just going to raise this up a little bit if I can, because it's a bit too low. Sorry about that. That's better. Thank you. <clears throat> we need to receive what God has for us. And sometimes I think God has to prepare our hearts first, just to be able to receive. There are 686 references to love in the Bible. I will now list them. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> but the references that I will mention throughout my story, as well as all the others in the Bible, were something that consumed my study of the Bible. Whenever it mentioned love, I took note and I tried to learn from it. This is one major way that God's love helped me to heal. I recall one time in my childhood when I was hoping to die in my sleep, I saw a vision of a dark figure larger than the size of a person. It was simply moving from across the room towards my bed where I lie and it terrified me. Even then, before I knew Jesus, he knew me. I knew of Jesus because I was raised Catholic. In my fear, of, in my, fear my instinct was to say, I love Jesus. I did not know to rebuke the Spirit in the name of Jesus, but saying his name was enough. The form then dissipated. 1 John 4:18. there is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear. My mother was raised by an abusive alcoholic father and a mother who was meek and unresponsive to the situation. 
I believe that she suffered from depression, but it wasn't diagnosed back then. She had three children with my father, and my stepsister was five when my parents married. My stepsister had a good start in life with a mother and grandparents who lo lavished love on her. Our father was not around much for her due to the war, but because of her good beginning, she was able to escape lasting effects from my mother's abuse towards her in the 11 years that she lived with our parents. She did lack good parenting for those 11 years, however, and was actually kicked out of the house when she was 16 and pregnant. She was, however, able to make a good life for herself and also found love. She visited me when I was around eight and then sporadically afterwards, and my own life was lived waiting for those visits because she loved me. I still had no concept of what love was, but I knew she cared and treated me nicely. Ultimately, in my later years, she became like a mother to me, and I was able to reciprocate that love. She received the Lord Jesus in her later years, she said, because of watching how I lived my life since I received the Lord. She's been in heaven for one and a half years now. My mother's firstborn was a girl, and this child had a reasonable amount of affection given to her because she was wanted. Although she received some abuse at her mother's hand and a father who was indifferent to it, and she too was kicked out at 16 for becoming pregnant, she still grew up fairly well, and although she sometimes struggles with depression, she too was able to make a good life for herself and find love. My mother's next child was a boy and the apple of my mother's eye. He was not abused, and despite our mother's inability to love completely, he got the best of her. He too grew up and became very successful and also found love in his life. My mother's fourth child, that's me, was an accident and was even told as much. I was not wanted, and my sisters have told me that my mother was neglectful towards me. I did not receive love or praise or encouragement. My father was not around much and also did not know how to show love. As an adult, one time I told him I loved him, and he just said, that's nice, Gwen. However, when he got cancer and had a few months to live, I prayed for him, and he was completely healed. He lived another 10 years, and in that time, I was able to share books with him, like Mere Christianity and The Case for Christ, and I talked with him about the Lord. When he was on his deathbed, he told me, I wasn't actually there, but uh, over the phone, he told me that he loved me and that he had received Jesus as his Savior. Back to my childhood. My mother hit me and threw things at me and called me names like whore. I did not know the meaning of the word then, but I knew it was undesirable because of the disgust in my mother's voice. As I got older and ultimately received the Lord, I was able to forgive my mother and father and others who had hurt me. I talked to her about Jesus at first because I was always praising Jesus. You know how when you're a new Christian, the zeal, which we should always have, but when it's new, it's just so exciting and you just can't help stop talking about the Lord. So I was praising Jesus and she sarcastically praised Satan. But she went from that low 
to one day praying to receive Jesus in her life. God has been showering his love upon me my whole life. He's shown me that he was with me, carrying me through the abuse, and that it broke his heart. He has led me to many Christian counselors um, who have helped me on my journey of healing. I did not know love, but I knew that it was something I needed. When I was 16, I was raped because I was vulnerable to any man that liked me. I married twice in my life, and both husbands were abusive. I conceived a child in between those two marriages, so my young to midlife was filled with sorrows as well. However, God used my daughter to begin to teach me what love was. I learned to love her because I was determined to raise her with much love and praise and encouragement, the opposite of how I was raised. I had to literally begin that journey by acting appropriately. But the more I did it, the more it became real. The day came when I even realized and believed that she loved me too. Now I'm going to share something that very few know, but it is a great testimony of how God's love is so great. When I was around 20 through therapy, I learned that I had multiple personality disorder. I was fortunate, thank God, that the splitting of my personalities was partial, not complete. What that means is that although one of my personalities was in control of me and I could not affect it, I was, however, aware of it. Complete splitting is when one is not aware when another personality is, always, is in control. I was always aware, I just couldn't start or stop it. I had about seven personalities. It was a revelation when I learned this because I could not understand why I had no control of which part of me surfaced. And it made sense to me why I always felt like I was acting. I also had turned off my feelings at a very young age because they were too painful to endure without going crazy. I repressed all feelings, good or bad. I think this happened because I literally made a vow to myself that I would not feel again, and Satan took advantage of that vow. But when I became a Christian, I was able to break that vow in the name of Jesus. When I played with a doll, as a child, I imitated my mother's way and beat the doll and spoke cruelly towards her. It took many years of therapy and asking God for help to learn how to feel normally and also how to successfully integrate my persons into my core self and to let me be in control of my actions and words. There are still two parts of me that are not fully integrated. However, they have relinquished control to me. I am still receiving counseling for this, and it is coming along well. I see God's hands in the process. The one personality is a part of me that holds all the pain, anger, and bitterness that I have repressed since childhood. Even dealing with current pain takes a very intentional and active decision in choosing to deal with it now rather than stuff it into the, that part of me that holds the pain. This person is, I am sure, the direct reason for my lifelong struggle with depression. 
Because there has been too much pain that I could not deal with, I will wait patiently while God heals this person little by little. The other person is a small little girl who's kneeling against a wall and afraid to live. She has, however, learned to trust me and that I am taking care of the responsibilities in life and keeping her safe. She also now knows that I love her, which took many years to reach that knowledge because from the beginning, I hated her. I can't say if she will ever let me integrate her into a part of me or if she will just remain content to stay in her spot. But I do know that she has met Jesus and is beginning to heal. Some of you know that I love humor and I find it even when it is hidden. <laughs> I can even laugh at myself and my frail human condition. So I want to share with humor that when I talk to myself, as most of us do from time to time, you can be certain that I answer back. <laughs> I had much practice acting throughout my life and now I'm able to act for fun, especially if it is silly. God has given me this gift of joy and laughter and I utilize it every chance I get. Now, as I mentioned, depression has been my thorn my whole life. I had tried many meds which didn't work and have had much therapy. God has shown me his love and has been healing me in stages. I now have been on a new drug and I'm relatively depression free. The more I focused on the scriptures and sang and praised God, despite my feelings, the more God has honored my attempts and blessed me with many good days. When there is depression, it is not as heavy on my shoulders as it used to be, and it does not last as long. The depression used to make me want to die, and I contemplated suicide many times, but I never attempted it. One reason was because of love for my daughter and her need for me, even to this day. But this strong desire to die was lifted from me one time when I was receiving prayer, again, for the depression. It was Pastor James Park who got a sense of a spirit that was attached to me, the spirit of death. He rebuked it, commanded it to leave, and he and a few others continued to pray. Well, I literally felt that demon leave me. It was a feeling like it was being torn from my shoulder and back. I even sensed its anger as it fled the room. Psalm 86:13 says, for great is your love toward me. You have delivered me from the depths, from the realm of the dead. I have never thought about dying since that deliverance. God desires that we all be delivered from any form of oppression. Another time I was at a prayer meeting and was receiving prayer for the depression again. And it was actually Pastor James again, who was behind my chair praying. First, I began to pray excitedly in tongues. I had received the gift of tongues when I was a new Christian. Then I spontaneously broke out into laughter. It was the best laugh I have ever had. I couldn't stop and it was almost shrill. It was so delightful. Everyone couldn't help but join me in the laughter. It must have lasted a good 10 minutes. And it was difficult for me to even stop. Oh, how I felt God's smile and love lavished on me. Philemon 1.7 says, Your love has given me great joy and encouragement because you, brother, have refreshed the hearts of the Lord's people. At this time, I just want to share a poem that I wrote. Um, 
long as my papers don't fall on the floor on me. I'll just hold it here. Anyway, um, I like to write poems, and I'm also writing a book. So this poem seems to have fit into what I'm talking about today. It's called That Melancholy Loneliness. Tap, tap, tap goes the keyboard. Facebook, YouTube, even emails trying to fill that void. Something is missing, but what? Families sleeping in other rooms. I've lost count of my many friends, yet they are not here to fill that void. Even the dog's snores do not brighten the mood. I've been thinking of the family that don't really care to know me. It doesn't seem to matter that other ones do. Why isn't it enough? Junk food doesn't do the trick. It only adds to the hips. What will help? What do I need? I need someone to love me, to tell me that I'm special, even with my imperfections, that there was a reason for my birth that I'm doing remarkably well, despite the iniquities and injustices that I've endured against me. I think of one who has endured vastly more than anyone has or could. He could answer my quest. Yes, he does love me that much. He says he knew me even before I was born. He says I belong to him and I always will. I am that special and I love him. Jesus is the answer. He is my peace, and so now I may sleep. There is no more melancholy loneliness. I'd also like to share something Billy Graham said once. True love is an act of the will, a conscious decision to do what is best for the other person instead of ourselves. And that's exactly what Jesus did for us, isn't it? I was around 30 when I first sought God. I was thinking about wanting to die and not knowing how to pray or if, if God was even listening. I just prayed, help. I was raised Catholic, so I had a Bible, which I had never really read. I was an avid reader and ran out of material, so I thought, why not? So I began in the New Testament, and it turned out to not just be a book to me. The words were pro so profound and pierced my heart. I suddenly realized that I needed the Jesus that I was reading about. I decided to go to church, but I was not pleased with the service. I felt this new excitement about God, but the others did not seem to be excited. One day, soon after I was walking home from work, I saw a lady sitting on a park bench and she had a dog with her. Loving animals, I smiled and she invited me to join her. And so I did, and you can probably guess where this is going. Yes, we talked about the Lord. She invited me to pray to receive Jesus into my heart and life, and I knew that it was something that I needed, so I agreed. She then invited me to a Pentecostal church. When I went, I knew I found what I was looking for. There was excitement for God. I attended that church for 25 years, and good things happened while I was attending there. I went on a mission trip to Scotland, I loved singing solos and in cantatas. Psalm 89.1 says, I will sing of the Lord's great love forever. I experienced being slain in the spirit and I received the gift of tongues. I quit my job to take care of my 91-year-old blind grandfather and he received the Lord when I had a friend over and we prayed with him. 
But although I had learned much about God and even about his love, I wasn't healed as much as I would have liked. I stopped going to this church when I divorced my abusive husband and was so depressed that I stopped attending regularly. The people at the church supported him in this sorrow, but did not even call me, so I felt abandoned. I have since learned that they were only human, and I have been able to forgive them as well as both of my husbands because of God's love in my heart. I began to search for another church to attend, and I can't remember exactly when, but maybe around 12 or 13 years ago, I found this church through an invitation by Jeff and Cynthia, whom I met at an Alpha meeting. It has been during my years here that I have received a great deal of my healing. God has been taking me from one plateau to another. He has given me revelation after revelation of who he is, and I have experienced his love numerous times. One thing he has done is connect me to the body of Christ at Trinity. I have so many wonderful friends here that I've come to love deeply. I remember one time I was just so filled with the love of God that I gave a praise report during prayer time. I shared enthusiastically how I loved everyone here so much. <laughs> I know it must have sounded silly, but I just had to get it out. That's God's love. You just have to share it. A few scriptures. John 15, 9 says, As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Now remain in my love. I believe we need to make a conscious choice to remain in the love of God. And remember 1 Corinthians 2, 9. No human mind has conceived the things that God has prepared for those who love him. That means we will be, even be rewarded for loving him. And 1 Corinthians 13, if I have a faith that can move mountains but do not have love, I am nothing. Then there's John 15, 13, greater love has no one than this to lay down one's life for one's friends. Therefore, there is no greater love than what Jesus did for us. I learned to receive love and now am blessed to believe that I have a family and many friends who do love me. I learned that I'm able to give love, and I hope that those who know me well feel the love that I have for them. Regarding my mother, I'm sad to say that we did not have a close bond, but I was able to love her with God's love. Matthew 5:44 says to pray for those who persecute you. She confided in me one time that she thought I was the only one who understood her. And that was probably true because God gave me that understanding. In closing, I want to thank you for listening to my story and reassure you that no matter what pain you may be experiencing in your mind or heart, ask and trust God that he will be faithful to complete the good work he has begun in you. He loves you, and guess what? 1 John 4.12 says, If we love one another, another God lives in us, and his love is made complete in us. 1 John 4, 7 and 8 says, Let us love one another, for love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God, because God is love. And do you know what else? I love you. Thank you. <laughs>